It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Washington Commanders lose in Kansas City 24-14, preseason loss number two. Why? Who was unimpressive? And who made us happy? As we detail a second preseason loss with one more to go before the regular season opener right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans. Good to have you with us uh, as we take you through right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Of course, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are your daily podcast. Cover the Washington Commanders free and available, of course, on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen and or your first view of the day. And if you love our podcast or love this even more, you can watch the Locked On Commanders podcast on the WUSA 9 Plus app. WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Download the WUSA 9 Plus app right now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. David Harrison, my normal partner, is covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and Commanders Country. He is on special assignment. I'm Chris Russell, a.k.a. The Rooster. One half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to noon with Pete Medhurst, Eastern Time or Anytime, along with this show on the always free and live Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, follow David on Twitter at DHarrison82, me at WrestleMania621, and the show at LO Commanders. LOC is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Coming up, we will talk about the ultimate decision to make a change at the running back one spot. But before we get there and what that all means, we take you through Saturday's 24-14 loss to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's where we have to start. Patrick Mahomes was awesome. He broke contain. He broke the pocket. He extended plays. He rolled, and he pretty much had the freedom to do so, racking up two long scoring drives against the Washington first-team defense, capping both off with touchdown passes to Jody Fortson at tight end, one from five yards, one from seven yards, but it was really the length of the drives. It was the efficiency on the drives. It was the connecting on third down of the drives that, of course, makes everybody worried around here. The first one, a 12-play, 87-yard drive spanning five minutes and 28 seconds. The next one, also 12 plays. This time, five less yards, 82. I guess that's a positive. Just about the same time, five minutes and 25 seconds on the field, and that stretched into the second quarter. So Washington really didn't have much of a chance with the ball in the first quarter. We'll get to the offense in a little bit, but they allowed their first six opportunities on third down to be converted. 
Uh, and early on in this game, you know, first of all, Kendall Fuller got beat, got beat on one touchdown. Uh, to Fortson and Cameron Curl got beat on the other. Cam Curl also was partially responsible, if not fully responsible. I believe it was third and ten, and I want to say it was about a 30-yard completion. Uh, it wasn't good uh, that Cameron Curl uh, allowed. He struggled, of course, early uh, in this game against a still dynamic and, and, and versatile uh, passing attack, and again, uh, against Patrick Mahomes, who who does make everybody look bad for the most part, except if you're the Cincinnati Bengals in the second half and in overtime of last year's AFC Conference Championship game. Now, he wasn't the only one, meaning Curl, that got picked on. Benjamin St. Juice got beat badly on the first drive. Should have been a wide-open touchdown to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MVS, and Patrick Mahomes overthrew him. William Jackson III took a long defensive pass interference penalty that ultimately was offset because of a Kansas City hold. Uh, I believe that was against Montez Sweat that the hold came against. So the both penalties kind of uh, canceled out. But I can't ignore the DPI on WJ3. Now, I didn't think it was a great call. Uh, I, William definitely had contact and made contact, but I think he was fighting for the ball and trying to separate himself from the receiver and trying to get a good angle. His head appeared to me to be turned around. Again, very, 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 very ticky-tack. Ultimately, it didn't cost them because, again, the penalty's offset, but it still has to be noted because he struggled in that area early. Bobby McCain got beat. Uh, by a tight end on a, uh, you know, pretty good gain. I think about 15, 16, 17 yards, somewhere in that range. Um, again, we mentioned Kendall Fuller and Cameron Curl getting beaten coverage, uh, each for touchdowns. And again, Curl on, uh, what I remember a third and 10, uh, third and 11, actually, third and 11, uh, to Justin Watson, a young wide receiver that Kansas City is trying to fill the void of losing Tyreek Hill with. So, ultimately, the first-team defense, once again, not prepared to play at the beginning of the game. Uh, this has been a consistent problem in the Jack Del Rio-Ron Rivera era. They gave up a lot of first-team touchdowns, uh, first drive, I should say, touchdowns and field goals last year. They gave up one in their very first game under Ron and Jack, two, Carson Wentz, and then the Philadelphia Eagles, carved up. Uh, it wasn't as bad of a problem in 2020, but it was really not good in 2021. And then last week in the preseason opener, Carolina was going down the field, bing, bang, boom, converting on all sorts of third downs until they shot themselves in the foot with a bad snap. And then Washington and only then got off the field on third down because of a miscommunication between Baker Mayfield and his wide receiver, and they forced a field goal, still allowing points. Today, it was a long touchdown drive, and again, this has been a consistent problem. So there's a couple of themes here, right? Terrible third down defense and not being prepared for whatever reason it is, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is to play and to play well at the outset of a game. It's almost like it takes them a couple of series to kind of like wake up and realize, oh, wow, that just hit us. Wow, we're down 10 nothing already. Maybe we ought to, I don't know, try and get after the quarterback. And they did that at times. I'm not saying that they didn't. Ron Rivera said to Logan Paulson, who has been a guest and is my guy uh, on the Locked On Commanders podcast, 
uh, at halftime because Logan was doing the sidelines for NBC Sports Washington's broadcast of the game. He said, and, and they didn't show it, but Logan relayed this, that Ron was as animated as he's ever seen about the lack of discipline and structure in the pass rush lanes for the Washington Commanders defense, allowing Patrick Mahomes to extend plays, roll. And that was one thing that was easy to see as you're watching the game, as you're watching those first few drives, you can see almost every play is drift, 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 drifting, whether it's to his left or his right, and more to his right because he's a right-handed thrower, right? Easier to do that. He's drift, 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 drifting away from pressure and buying time, and then coverage would be initially tight, but then it would break down, and they would get an opening, and they would get a hole, and things would happen, right? It's hard to hold up in coverage for four, five, six seconds, whatever it might be. Is that a Jack Del Rio thing? Is that a player thing? Is that a not having Chase Young thing? Is that, you know, one play Montez Sweat had his hand wrapped around Patrick Mahomes' shoulder? I think it was on the I want to say it was on that third and 11 completion that I was mentioning with Cam Curl, but I, again, I could be wrong. But Montez Sweat has his hand wrapped around his shoulder. And I know Patrick Mahomes is slippery and strong, but you got to get there. You got to bring him down. That's your job. If you're Montez Sweat, if you're a first round pick, hey, you get paid a lot of money too. Now, not as much money as Patrick Mahomes, and it's only one play, and I'm trying to use it as an example, but you've got to make a play. This team far too often does not make plays. They don't get enough turnovers. They are there, but close, but no cigar. They don't get off the field on third down. They're not ready to play from the jump. All sorts of problems, right? And then when you flip the script on offense, you look and you say, yeah, they moved the football pretty well, right? Um, they moved the football pretty well, is what I would say. Carson Wentz looked fairly sharp early on, misfired on a pass along the uh, sideline to Antonio Gibson that I could that that would have absolutely been uh, a first down. Brian Robinson looked pretty good and pretty effective and pretty sharp as the starting RB1, which we'll get to here in just a couple of moments. Uh, but the Washington Commanders would ultimately have a drop pass by Curtis Samuel on one third down on what looked to be a nice throw from Carson Wentz. Short, but nice. Right in his hand, boom. Uh, and as he got hit, it wasn't a pure drop, as he got hit. Uh, and then also on, I believe it was their third and final drive, play number 19 for the first team offense. After a false start by Sam Cosme backed the commanders up from third and five at the Kansas City 29 to third and 10 at the Kansas City 34, Carson Wentz takes a sack and knocks the commanders out of theoretical field position. Well, not theoretical, absolutely out of field goal position uh, because there was an eight yard loss from the 34. So you can't obviously kick a Joey slide, what, 59, 60 yard or whatever it would be. At that point, and that was the off the first team offense's best and really only chance to score points, and they didn't do it, right? They didn't even get the three, and you end on a sack when Carson Wentz tries to step up after a good initial block, uh, and the rookie, George Karloftis, uh, out of Purdue, top, uh, top pick for the Chiefs, winds up getting the sack, double effort, hustle, all that, and Carson Wentz steps up in the hole, and it almost seems like he's going to run, sees the defender shifting over, realizes he's not going to make, of course, a first down in that spot. But you know what? He would have been better off taking that 
and getting the field goal out of it than spinning backwards, which is what he did, and then took a sack, knocking the commanders out of field goal position. So he had the penalty and then the sack on basically back-to-back snaps, back-to-back reps, plays, whatever, that knocked the commanders out of field goal position. And, again, that was their only chance to score points, uh, ultimately, from the first-team offense. Yes, Taylor Heineke had a nice touchdown pass to Cam Sims. Uh, We will get more into that as we go along throughout the week. We don't want to do everything on this episode. But, yes, he did have a nice touchdown pass to Cam Sims, who's a tough, tough SOB, man. He took a shot came off the field, came right back on, and then high-pointed a touchdown pass. Yes, um, Jared Patterson finished off a scoring drive with Sam Howell as the quarterback, in which Sam made some really nice, impressive throws. Uh, But there was too little not to like about the commander's offense and defense in general. Uh, And the game kind of ended with a bad interception from Sam Howell. It looked like Marcon Michelle miscommunication on the route, on the stem of the route. Not sure if that's on the wide receiver. Not sure if that's on Howell. Uh, Howell's throw before that was not very good. You can see that he's erratic, but you can also see that he's got talent. Now, he's playing against nobody, but he's got talent, right? So we have to see if we can harness that and if it can uh, become consistent against top-tier talent. And hopefully that doesn't have to happen anytime soon. But at some point, we're going to have to figure out whether he can or not. All right, coming up next right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, uh, we will do this. What does Antonio Gibson's demotion and Brian Robinson's promotion really mean for the commanders. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. That straight ahead on LOC. But first, guys, betonline.net is your fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even Golf Bet Online continues to be the our online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting. Say you like how a game is going for the Commanders, which I know is a rare thing, and you want to then get frisky and put some money down on the Commanders on the money line or with the point spread. You might like it based on how things are going. Or you might bet the opponent based on how things are not going, as we talked about. Uh, either way, head to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now at Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, right back here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Thanks again for making us your first listen and view each and every day. I'm Chris Russell. It's Fantasy Draft Week on the Locked On Podcast Network. However, you play experts from the Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty Football will bring you daily positional top ten lists and get you ready for the season. Find Locked On Fantasy Football and Locked On Dynasty Football on YouTube 
or wherever you get your podcast. Now, uh, just as a reminder, this is going to serve as our Monday episode, even though we are publishing it on Saturday night uh, here late uh, and running through Sunday. So David and I will be back with a full episode for Tuesday, but this is going to serve essentially as our full Monday episode. All right, so Antonio Gibson was officially benched as we saw play out at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, and he performed the kickoff returner one role, meaning the first kickoff return of the game was Antonio Gibson, right? Uh, So we saw that, and it wasn't a great one by any means, uh, so we need to point that out. Uh, Harrison Butker, of course, kicked it. Uh, Gibson returned it 17 yards to the Washington 23, and I think that was it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Gibson only had that one kickoff return. Indeed, that is correct. Um, The kickoff return game, in general, awful again, Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I didn't hear this part of Ron's press conference. Uh, maybe I just missed it. Uh, I don't know if he was asked about it, but it was dreadful again. Remember, he was steamed up uh, last uh, week about it as well, uh, as well he should be. Uh, and it was, again, dreadful. We'll get into that as the week goes along uh, because something has to be done. But this could be the something. Antonio Gibson as KOR number one. Why? Because they need a pulse. They need juice. They're not good at it, whether it's Alex Erickson, whether it's, you know, Kyrick McGowan. I, I mean, they're all falling short of the 20-yard line consistently, repeatedly. Yes, I know you want to see what's working. Yes, I know you want to show something on tape. Yes, I know you want to practice and get better. But it is woeful at this point. Remember, this team chose the cheap route and did not bring back DeAndre Carter for whatever reason they had, who was a kick returner, punt returner, and wide receiver, played three roles for the price of one, and ultimately signed with the Chargers, I think his hometown team, I believe, uh, if I remember that correctly, for like one year and $1.5 million. Didn't bring him back. Didn't bring, uh, you know, go out and get an Andre Roberts who has some business interests in the Northern Virginia area, could have brought him home, still lives in the Northern Virginia. Didn't bring him back. He was back last week with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, didn't do anything to bolster the position until the Antonio Gibson situation fell in their lap. Now, that leads us to this. What did Gibson's demotion mean? Well, it obviously meant that he's now free again to be kickoff returner number one. Number two, it meant, of course, that he becomes a primary receiving option out of the backfield and potentially lined up in different ways, split in slot, outside, different packages, four and five receiver sets. And we saw it all on Saturday, quite honestly. So here's the good news for Antonio Gibson. He had Four targets, three catches, 37 yards, a long of 22. That was on kind of like the arrow route. It's kind of almost like think about it running from home plate to second base in terms of the baseball diamond, that kind of route. And then he took off down the field and got, I don't know, 11 or 12, maybe 13 extra yards after that, after he kind of slipped, broke a a tackle. So that was really good. He should have had another catch along the sidelines, as we mentioned, on the commander's second drive. Uh, or maybe it was the first try. I can't remember. Uh, Carson Wentz misfired, threw it way, way, way far out of bounds, and Antonio couldn't corral it. But Antonio was open, and he was behind the sticks, and he got there to his position. Carson just misfired. Um, Antonio Gibson, as a receiver, is something we all knew should be something more incorporated. Now, it was only really incorporated to a larger degree last year and in his first two years because – 
when J.D. McKissick went down, you saw Antonio's target share and target percentage and catches go way up, right? Well, I need to see it now with J.D. McKissick in the lineup. He wasn't on Saturday. So what happens when J.D. returns and assuming that Antonio Gibson is going to be not RB1? Because Brian Robinson has clearly taken over that role in his rookie year. Eight runs, 31 yards, nothing overly impressive. Did have a nice nine-yard run with authority, hitting the hole downhill, forward lean, all of that stuff. We know that Brian Robinson doesn't or hasn't fumbled in his Alabama career, has been very good with the ball, physical, knows how to – again, Ron Rivera and Scott Turner made it clear this wasn't just about fumbles. If you listen to David and I uh, or watch David and I throughout the week, we talk about it. It's as much the run tracks. It's the physical style. It's the way they want Antonio Gibson to run. And clearly they can use him in different ways as a kickoff returner, as a receiver, uh, but – how is he going to be used when J.D. McKissick actually is in the lineup? Is Antonio Gibson going to be just pushed off completely to the side? Is he going to have more of a 50-50 split, if you will, with Brian Robinson? His first carry, only two on the day. On Saturday, he got blown up, stretched out wide to the right for no gain. I actually think he lost a yard, uh, if memory serves me correct. Not that it was necessarily his fault from what I can tell, but, I mean, clearly he is being phased out of the running back position because, A, they can't trust him to hold on to the football, and, B, they like Brian Robinson's physical run style better and his his tracks better. That's what they want. They want more north and downhill. They do not want more dancing and side-to-side action. That's what they want. We'll see if Antonio Gibson plays next Saturday night in Baltimore. That will be the next test. That will be the next phase of Project Demotion AG24, whatever you want to call it. We'll find that out next Saturday because if he plays when the veterans and the starters aren't expected to play, which he's no longer a starter, certainly at running back, at least for one game, and presumably moving forward, if he plays, then we know this is really on, really on. And he is really in the Chateau Bow Wow. And somehow they've got to find a way to make good use of him without totally losing him. And Saturday was an indication of how you can use him. But when, again, McKissick comes back, that's the next phase of the question. How? Does that happen? How does that unfold? All right, coming up, we wrap up the Locked On Commanders podcast with this injury updates from Kansas City and the road ahead for Washington. That's next. But first, guys, think about this. You're hanging out. You're having a good time. You're with some friends. You're putting back a few drinks, uh, whatever you like to drink, right? A few becomes a few too many, and that's a problem. Uh, As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, right, which is the smart thing to do. But nah, you live right nearby, five minutes away, whatever it is, you can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway in such a short ride? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job. How about you total your car? Maybe you might kill somebody. Think about that. Think about that sobering thought. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel. Uh, under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now, and they're looking for you, the impaired driver. That's right, you. 
on the roads in order to save lives, not to write tickets, to save lives and to save your own life, potentially. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, why don't you think again? Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life and someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, guys, we're wrapping up the Locked on Commanders podcast. Again, this is going to serve as our full Monday edition, even though I'm posting this on late Saturday evening as our post-game reaction to a 24-14 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs for the Washington Commanders. Before we get to the road ahead for next week and the next three weeks, as a matter of fact, a couple of injury updates. Charles Leno missed Saturday's game. According to Ron Rivera, didn't even make the trip dealing with a slight medical issue, quote-unquote quote, a slight medical issue. Don't know, obviously, what that is. I think he missed practice on Thursday as well, if memory serves me correct. So something uh, going on. Hopefully, it's not a long-term thing because Charles has not missed a regular season game since 2014. Also, Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner, the expected two starting guards, along with veteran guard, and center and backup and partial starter, Wes Schweitzer, all did not play on Saturday dealing with recovering uh, various little ailments and injuries. Of course, Trey Turner has not been seen on the field since day one of Commander's training camp. Nor did J.D. McKissick, as we just talked about. Uh, if you missed any of that conversation, the role of Antonio Gibson certainly still has a lot of questions surrounding it. The Commanders were also without tight ends Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner, and Curtis Hodges. Uh, who played tight end? Well, good question. Armani Rogers did except he got hurt as well. Did have a nice catch for, I think, about 15, 16 yards up along the sideline. Uh, Lowered his shoulder. Boom. Got hurt, ultimately. And again, when you combine those, uh, that injury, with the other guys that did not play because of injury and because they're coming back and because they're being held down, the Washington Commanders had one, one tight end. Eli Wolf, who just got here less than two weeks ago, as the only tight end standing as the game went into the fourth quarter and finished up. Eli Wolf. That's right. Eli Wolf. Remember that. Hey, Jared Cook, anyone? I mean, I've only been calling this for this for two, three weeks. I know he's 35. Sign the guy. Please sign the guy. Ron, you got 17 million or whatever you've got in the, in, in, in the wallet under the cap. <laughs> 
Sign somebody of veteran presence. Your guys are falling like flies. Or what falling like trees, whatever that saying is. I'm sure I'm going to get ripped apart on YouTube comments uh, for that. Be careful. Be careful what you say or you'll get blocked. All right. So next up, and as we finish up the show, what's next for the Commanders? They finish the preseason next Saturday night in Baltimore against the Ravens. Preseason game number three, 7 o'clock Eastern time kickoff. That's not really important. What is important is the full expectation is that Ron Rivera will not play any of the starters or any of the key players, say the top 35 or so, roughly, uh, next Saturday night in Baltimore, because that's what he did last year. And that's what so many coaches now do. They treat it as the fourth preseason game, the final preseason game. I think that's a mistake. This team's not good enough. This team is not good enough in the little areas, avoiding penalties. There were too many personal fouls uh, today, too many, you know, a procedure penalty in a big spot that we talked about that cost the team three points. This team is not good enough to start games on defense. They're not good enough on third down. They're not good enough in the little areas on offense. They're horrible on special teams in in certain areas. Joey Sly was fine today, uh, and the rest of the unit was, was okay. Tressway was fine and whatever, but you know what I'm talking about. They're not good enough. They are not good enough to be on vacation, for the most part, for the next three weeks. They are not good enough. Let me repeat that again. They are not good enough, period. I don't want them to be on vacation for three weeks. You're probably going to get tired of hearing about this from me. I think the only way you get better at playing football is by what? Playing football. Practice, boys and girls, children of all ages, is not the same as playing in preseason games. And don't give me, well, Chris, guys can get injured. Yes, I know they can get injured. I understand what happened in preseason game number three for the Ravens last year when they lost J.K. Dobbins. And sure, I would feel awful if they were to lose a J.D. McKissick or an Antonio Gibson or somebody like that. I understand that. But those injuries can happen in practice, too. Those injuries can happen walking around on the street, stepping off your front step. They can happen anywhere. They've happened in homes. They've happened in car accidents, unfortunately. They've happened elsewhere. So what are we going to do? Take a team that's not good enough, that's not ready, that's not playing like they're smart and mentally prepared and physically prepared and emotionally prepared to start games and to hang in there and to execute at a consistent level. And what are we going to do? Give them a little club med vacation for the next three weeks? Sure, I know they're going to practice, but they know there's a difference between practicing and playing in games. I don't know if it'll solve any problems, but I know this. You can't get better at playing football until you play more football. That's the way you get better. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, and I'll be here to take the punishment, if you will, from you guys out there in commander country, because I'm wrong. But I think I'm right. I think I'm right. And I think that's what Ron Rivera should do. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first view of the day. Now make your second listen and view the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from all around the league and the preseason action that is going on. If you want to hop in, do so on the voicemail, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577, or Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. 
For David Harrison, who's covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Matt Hurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, don't you dare drive like a maniac, and thank you for joining us right here. We'll be back on Tuesday with another full edition on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.